Yeah. What up, Kev? You know what I mean? Let's go. I can't, you know, can't eat past midnight. I'm like a gremlin right now. You know what I mean? Man. Can't eat past midnight. Got a surgery tomorrow. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything ableist right now. Is that, is that your position on this concurrent? Para, those Paralympics commercials are probably hitting a little different right now before <laughs> you, aren't they? Hey, they always have hit perfectly fine. <laughs> I've, always, I've always felt like I could relate just a tad bit. Oh, man. Yeah, so man. what's going on? Surgery tomorrow, man. So the, the, if y'all listening to this episode, you know, the day it airs, I am... Had the surgery later on. Um, I don't remember the name of the joint, but basically my ACL, when a lot of people's ACL will tear, mine instead of tearing, it's still strong. Good job, ACL. You know what I'm saying? AT is it ATL? ACL ho. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my ACL stood strong, but it stood strong enough to break, rip a piece of bone. Out of the top of my tibia, so Ooh, it's that's like a week. The ACL that's a week. is connected to this bone that it ripped out, and they gotta put that bone, uh, reattach that bone, and with screws and. That's and, a weak uh, bone. Staples. What's up? Nothing. What did you I say? said that's a weak bone, and then I realized that probably didn't <laughs> oh, capture the sentiment that I was looking pause. to capture. Yay, pause. Puppy <laughs> feet. Um. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I did. Surgery tomorrow one thirty, man. Well, nothing Go but the down. best, man. You know. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Man. It's very rare to get that from my friends, but yes, I appreciate <laughs> that. Do you want to hear uh, what my sister said? Shout out oh, to my no. sister. Shout out to Jess who listens to the show. Big up uh-huh. to Jess, uh, my who's also my sister, but not by blood. But um, my blood sister said. <laughs> Uh, after finding out that I still have to go under in spite of the fact that it's, of course, arthroscopic surgery, you still got to go under. And she said, well, if something happens, you know, just just look look from, look down from up there and give me the lottery numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's why they call her DJ Warmth. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, so... We went back and forth or whatever. I told her I wouldn't give him, and eventually she told me I was. I, apparently, I'm useless, alive or dead. Then, and I was like, yeah, "Wow, <laughs> pretty much true." Wow. <laughs> but this is why, uh, when it happened, you know, I mentioned like I was making light of it, but my teammates, who I don't really know very well, were like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, you have to make fun of this." I came from a family where if you are breathing and you are able to hobble. Then they just start talking about you because that's my family. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I, you can't come on. You can't put an no. entire squad of people through diversity and equity inclusion training and not expect them to show a little bit of show, show a little bit of sensitivity. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's an that's an excellent point. That is an excellent. Mm-hmm. Point. Sends a mixed I'd message. Like, I'd have been like, "What up? Hop along. Let's go." <laughs> I'd have been on. I just would have been like, well, <laughs> looks like you're out of work what's tomorrow, up there? What's up there, Gimpy? <laughs> yeah. Giddy up gone, huh? <laughs> would you hop on over to the bench there, Slappy? You're doing us <laughs> right. no good out there on the right. floor. You're taking up space. What's up, useless knee? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> just, just something completely not clever and just more mean than anything. What a broke knee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Incapable of walking guy. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> Kev, man, I know you don't follow sports very closely, but um, are you familiar with this Jerry West situation, man? What? No. What? <laughs> I I was gonna I was gonna see what your thoughts were on it, but Jerry West, legendary Laker, legendary, legendary. I'm talking not 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 just legendary in a sense of of uh, you know possibly being the logo, right? What but did he do? Did he did he did he take his music off Spotify? <laughs> they they took they took his music off Spotify. So <laughs> let me tell y'all real quick how legendary Jerry West is for the Lakers. Back before the NBA was popular, especially popular in L.A., Jerry West and Elgin Baylor used to ride around in the back of a pickup truck and pass out free tickets and flyers to go see the games at Sports Arena, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even know if it was a sports, at Sports Arena yet. I think it was before that. Mm. So you want to talk about helping build a France. There is no other person in... <laughs> currently still working in the NBA that has helped build a franchise as much as that, right? Randomly, the Lakers have decided to take away his um, his season pass. He had, like, permanent season passes. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they just randomly took him away. So now, basically, he's no longer... He can buy tickets to the game, but he's technically no longer welcome to the games. Now, New Yorkers kind of noticed with the Charles Oakley thing, right? I don't know if you remember that. Where, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. But I would argue that Jerry West is far more important to the Lakers than Charles Oakley was ever to the But Lakers. there was no reason given. No, no reason no. given. Well, then what? No what well, how did it get out then? So uh, somebody made the point who, of announcing that asked, it happened? They without... asked him about it, and he mentioned oh. it. And he, he said the words. I'm just saying, I've never heard of a more stupid thing. He, I know he works for the Lakers, but we didn't. they didn't do that to Elgin Baylor when Elgin Baylor worked for the Lakers. All I'm saying, I know he, he works for the Clippers now, but nah. That was one of, that's one of the most trash things I think I've ever heard any team do that's, to anybody. That's period. very weird, man. What did he, John Stockton them? <laughs> right there, right on the court. Right, right, in the, right in the seats. You know what I mean? <laughs> So what I'm hoping is that Jack Nicholson, and this is there, this is where the opening question actually does really come in. Uh-huh. Now that I've given you some of the events, should Jack Nicholson or some of the famous people that are famous Lakers pitch in or pull from their bank accounts and buy Jerry West season tickets? One hundred percent. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it should be a thing. Yeah. It should definitely be a thing. Matter of fact, I think Billy Crystal should chip in too. <laughs> to be honest with you, he should. Because basically, they <laughs> you're never going to see a championship. You might as well pitch in. For <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just, you know, I just thought that was so one of the most horrible things I've read in sports in 100 years. Like, it's been. It's so, was, it, it seems ran, very random too. Well, I have my opinion. I mean, like, if, is there that much? Is there that much animosity? It must, there must be, but it's hard, right? Because he's probably responsible for eight of the last 
at least yeah. eight of the last 11 championships. Well, actually, I'll take that back because one of them, he was on the team that won, right? So this, this is that's directly nuts. responsible for at least one of them in the last in his tenure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, indirectly. And who's and who code. who took the who took the seats? Who took the space? You know what? That's a very good question. I'd like to know who took the seats, but I, it's probably some NFT Bitcoin. <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think it was the Crypto.com people? Watch it be the Crypto.com people. No, they gave I, the it to, to Logan and Jake Paul. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> no. Have you been watching the Olympics? I have not. Well, I have not. Really, very weird. I'm. I'm. It's weird to watch them, or it's weird to not watch them. Well, it's weird because my theory, and mark my words, I'm putting this on tape right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I told my wife, and I've made some. Made some pretty phenomenal calls in the past okay. on various topics. My prediction is that the Americans are going to get home in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And all the people who were saying, oh, the snow conditions are just incredible, right after they wiped the hell out, <laughs> just smeared themselves all over the ice or all over the snow, they're going to come back and they're going to say, that wasn't snow. That, that, was, that was ridiculous. It was the most unsafe thing I've ever faced. It was like a, it's like a human rights atrocity. It's that bad. Well, it's like they do the, the overhead shot of the of the ski runs, and I'm sure this, I mean this has happened before. I know I've seen it before, but it's like all you just see is a white strip down a mountain that's clearly not seen snow in this season at the very least. It's like it's like wow. how you how did you guys do that? Because I know how you do phones, and I know how you. <laughs> Perfect setup oh. for what we're going to talk about. <laughs> All right. All right, man. All right. That is more sports than our audience has ever been used to. So let's go ahead and move on to the to the show. Kevin, you ready, man? Yep. All right, let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy Trek Life and your fam, Kev Sakota. <laughs> Fake snow. <laughs> that ain't snow. <laughs> Fish scale. <laughs> oh, man. So much coke that you could run a slalom. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Man, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of your um you could if you like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. And if you like to catch this on TV, man, it, woo, it's, it's getting close, boy. BTSN, man. Yep. It's relaunch and, and, and upgrade is it's close, man. So go to BTSN, that's behind the scenes network. What you do is you download the app or channel on um your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. And we are right there with plenty of other dope content. BTS and Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. Man, check. You know, go to B. What is it? Is it BTS and Pass on Instagram? Let me let me do that. Let me check right BTSN now. BTSN.pass, isn't it? Yeah. Go to BTSN.pass on Instagram. 
and check out all of it, you know, kind of follow them and just and just kind of stick with what the, the stuff that they're doing. And it's good. They got some exciting stuff coming up and we're happy to be part of it. So word up. Um, all right, Kev. <laughs> oh, we're about this is about to get contentious. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on this. Um, good. I have a ton of opinions on this, but I am going to. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you know what? Before we do this, after all that anticipation, um, Kev, we're moving away from our our past episode titling, right? No, oh, I don't know. We should announce. Now, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it warrants an announcement. I wasn't sure feeling. Does. I wasn't. Fe- what was it? Hella bugging. Hella bugging. Yeah. Was it, was it hella bugging? Fly. Yeah. Hella bugging. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is just a very special episode of Rap Sucks Radio. <laughs> this is for the soft piano plays. All right. Kev, let's do it, man. You ready to have the Aquafina we'll conversation? And the Aquafina conversation. <laughs> All right. The topic title for this, Kev, titled it, It's Hard for Me to Say Sorry. Uh, or is it too late now to say so? Never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> Aquafina leaves Twitter amid criticism over a... <laughs> AAVE appropriation. Um, so real quick, what's AAVE? What is AAVE? <laughs> I, I, I was just like, learned. <laughs> what is it? I, I, uh, it, it says it in the article: African American vernacular, vernacular English. Okay. Something. Okay, I think yeah. Good. Which was not a term I was familiar with. Evidently, Latin not a term English. you were familiar with either. Mm-mm. They don't. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they don't give that. Give it to us in the handbook. Um, but I'm glad it didn't say ebonics, which basically breaks down as ebony phonics. So what happened cool to ebon- What happened to ebonics? They stopped teaching it in school. Remember? We was teaching it back. Um, all right. So she left Twitter over criticism over um, basically appropriation or quote unquote black scent. Uh, this is sourced by the Griot. Players involved are Aquafina and Twitter. Um, so. Um, here we go. Aquafina is taking a break from Twitter after addressing critics who said the Asian American actress did not take enough accountability for appropriating black vernacular throughout her rise to mainstream stardom. Uh, I'll see you in a few years, Twitter. Uh, per my therapist, Aquafina wrote on Saturday, calling the social media app an ingrown toenail and assuring her fans that she would be active on all other socials that don't tell you to kill yourself. I think that's a reasonable thing. Uh, to my fans, thank you for continuing to love and support someone who wishes they could be a better person for you. I apologize if I ever for, fell short in anything I did. You're in my heart always. In a near 350-word uh, statement published earlier on Saturday, Aquafina, real name, Nora Lum, uh, formally responded to the backlash surrounding cultural appropriation claims that have followed the 33-year-old for years as she gained industry acclaim for roles in popular films such as Crazy Rich Asians, The Farewell, and Ocean's 8. All right, Aquafina's statement began with, there is a political context to everything, acknowledging that black people are disproportionately affected by institutionalized policies and law enforcement policies. While black culture is stolen, exploited, and appropriated by the dominant culture for monetary gain without acknowledgement nor respect. All right, we're doing okay here. The rapper and actress then commented on the ubiquity of black culture in the global mainstream, saying it manifests into widespread 
use of African-American vernacular English, there you go, A-A-V-E, among the internet TikTok slang generation. She also referenced the popularity of hip-hop, which she said has now anchored itself as a mainstream genre in music history. In life, linguistic, acculturation, immigration acculturation, and the inevitable passage of globalized internet slang all play uh, a factor in the fine line between offense and pop culture, Aquafina continued. Acculturation is definitely primarily by, uh, defined primarily by psychologists as the pro process of acquisition of cultural aspects of a dominant culture by members of non-dominant cultures. This is a lot to read, so I'm going to head stop here. Is there something that you wanted me to sp specifically point out because it was 350 words, so yeah. No, I just wanted to hear you read all those big words. Uh, it was it was happening. It was, was in the same honors class. She wrote she wrote a, she wrote a she lot was, of big words. It, just, it was a very uh, you know let's set it off. It was a very Asian response. It was very. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was, this is wow, wow. You know what I mean? Oh man, <laughs> like, the, the SAT is digital now, Trek. It's a level <laughs> playing field. I guess so. I guess so. 800 verbal score for everybody. I'm like, wow, there are a lot of people that didn't read all of that. There's a lot of people who didn't read. And I'm not knocking her for her response or the, the length of it. I'm just saying. A perfect no 10 in <laughs> linguistic gymnastics. It, this is this is a this is strictly for the fans. A 350-word response. It's like this is like uh when rappers were doing those hundred bar verses. Uh, Only your fans care about the rest. I was gonna say who did that? Cannabis? And the the game? Is it the game? Oh, he or did. Game? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the game. I think he did the hundred bars and running thing, right? Do you oh, see? Oh, did he? Do you see how neither one of us listened to it? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know somebody did it. I, I'm not. I, yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. Didn't yeah. remember. who. Yeah. The game's underrated as far as I'm concerned. That's true. It's not. But I'll just say that right now to keep the show moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, just real quick. Um, when cultural elements are 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 copied from marginalized culture by members of a dominant culture. These elements are used outside of their original cultural context. This is uh, written by Taylor Ray Almont. Uh, so um, often members of the originating culture expressed state, expressly state that they do not condone being used in a way because of the original meaning of these cultural elements are lost and distorted. Aquafina wrote, as a non-black person of color, she will always listen and work tirelessly to understand the history and context of AAVE with what is deemed appropriate or backwards towards the progress of any and every marginalized group. All right, Kev. Per usual, first up to bat. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's she. She made an effort. You know, she probably was feeling fifty words is quite an effort. Feeling, feeling, feeling a, a lot of pressure. This is one of those circumstances, I think, Trek, where uh, if you don't like what she said, you're probably right. If you do support what she said, you know, you could probably make a case for that. Sure. If you uh, didn't want her on Twitter, well, you you won for now, I guess. Irrelevant. Um, <laughs> like I don't think, I guess my point is that nobody's no n nobody needs to be wrong here for us to have the conversation. Oh, there's some wrong people here, Kev. So let's do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> first of all, um, 
we talked about this when it originally happened. I think the response to it. I think it's been going on for a while, which led to this, right? From what I could tell, because we have talked about it before. We've talked about her before. Right. But her, her popularity largely increased over the last, let's say, five years. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, recently, with the release of uh, Shang-Chi, um, this came up because not at random, but because she mentioned that she wouldn't take roles where she spoke in a foreign uh, Chinese like an accent, Asian accent, right? An Asian accent, right? Right. So, um, so people were like, "Well, why can you do one but you can't do the other?" And and sure. that's where this came up, right? Um, which kind of led me to the question, like, "Well, I didn't really think about it." Um, growing up in West Covina, man, like you, <laughs> if you you have to not be offended by it. Because it's going to happen. Uh, but I do have a point about that a little later. But my I, when she said that, I was like, well, wait a minute. Does that mean that you are aware, right, that there is a way to present yourself that is maybe uncomfortable or, or possibly, I don't want to say racist because that's a strong word, but racially, you know, points direct, directly towards another race. Man, are you appropriate? It, it, I hadn't thought about her that way before until mm. she said it. Then I was like, Did hey. you ever meet her when? Because wasn't she running with the um, Far East Movement in them? She was. Back yeah. in the mm-hmm. I met. Yeah, I mean, I never. I, I, I actually, well, I met her recently, quickly, briefly, oh, cool. but, but, yeah. um, but yeah, never, you know, I barely ever hung out with the Far East Movement guys, but I talked to, you know, Kevin them a little bit and not a lot. You, you definitely dealt with them more, but I never, never, Ran into her, but I mean, the 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 thing about it is that I wanted to talk about it because I think we can have a conversation without um, casting a, a you know trying to act yes. like we can have a definitive judgment on whether what she did was good enough as far as an apology or an acknowledgement, or whether what she did originally that warranted the apology. And the acknowledgement was was uh, you know a gross violation of you know what she should or shouldn't have been doing. And the thing about it is that she's not a kid, but she's not you know. Yeah. I'm older than her. I'm an Asian she's dude who who, who grew up loving hip hop, mm-hmm. who did not grow up around a ton of black folks. Um, and I'm positive, and I can say this now for a few reasons. One, this is a podcast that about two people listen to. Two, I am not <laughs> underwriting a large portion of Disney Plus's bottom line over the last five years. And three, I'm a little bit older and maybe maybe have have thought about this a little bit more. And I'm not okay. saying I have. She's probably had to do a lot of thinking about this, right? Especially recently, yes. I am positive that there are at least a small handful, if not not a large basket full of people who I've come across in my past, who because of the way I've spoken on a certain occasion, they may have been like, what? Or put off or straight up offended by it. And guess what? They're right to feel that way because that's the way I made them feel. Okay. I 
known you for quite a while. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say if they were, they were reaching. But this is the conversation that I wanted to have, though. I'm glad that you okay. mentioned that because this big, large word of appropriation, right? This, mm -hmm. you know, this it's a word that looms over everything. Right. But I always feel like it's it's misdiagnosed or defined very poorly in argument. Right. Like. For example, I don't think that a non-black person rapping is automatically appropriation. That's that doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? It, or I don't think that a non-Polynesian or Hawaiian person playing the ukulele is automatically appropriation. You understand what I'm saying? This is my definition, whether it's dictionary or not. This is my mm. personal definition of appropriation, right? Okay. It is taking or borrowing something from a culture without acknowledging where it came from while profiting off of it. That is my full definition, right? So right. with that definition, much to the chagrin of my people, I would say the most appropriated culture I've ever seen has been Polynesian and Hawaiian culture. Second would mm. be black culture. Because people take from Polynesian culture and never just just the tattoos and the surfing and the bro <laughs> and the shaka and all of that. Like it's no big in deal. In the Aloha shirts. In the Aloha shirts, but instead of instead of shaka, it's like hang loose. I mean, that is just completely completely that's complete thievery. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Without ever once returning to or supporting or even benefiting the native Hawaiians in which this was all taken from. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, that might be some of the largest appropriation I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not one to be able to tell you or say who's fighting back against it or how people feel about it. That's not my place. I just have seen it so like, whoa, you guys are doing, go to Orange County, man. It is the most, you know, fake Hawaiian people you'll ever see in your life, right? So with all that being said, um, to, to make this a little shorter, people use Wu-Tang as an example quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, in this but conversation? In this conversation. And I'm like, but see, <laughs> Wu-Tang was reverent. Wu-Tang never denied where it came from. They didn't pretend to be, you know, any of the things that any of the Shaolin or, or Kung Fu movies that they presented, they didn't pretend, they, no fake accents, no nothing. It was simply just a reverence and sampling. Right. And they were very respectful, in my opinion, of of the good things that came from those movies. Right. So it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. the same as, you know. As any other thing that we now that, you know, as taking something like I mentioned from Hawaiian culture, like printing a hang loose shirt, you know, what I'm saying. And when it's never been hang loose. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You just basically took that directly from them. That's it's not the same. So, bringing this over to Aquafina, right? It's always been a little strange to me. Not you got to shut up and sit down. Just sometimes it seems like a lot, but it's I. Right. It's like I. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot, right? Like the whole image, take the appropriation ideals away. It's still a lot. The act is a lot. Like the glasses and the slang and the, and the, the basically full-on cross-color outfits. It's like, this is a lot. You know what I mean? But 
I also grew up around people like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm 50-50 on it. I was, I've always been 50-50 on it. You know what I mean? But that's the, that's the point. There, I'm sure you're not the only person who feels, the only black person who feels the way you do. But because you feel that way, and other people may feel that way, that's not an excuse to say it's 100% okay with it, or it should be 100% okay with everyone. Right? If you, if you, if that's the thing that's going to say, make you say, um, one, I'm offended. Two, whether you're black or not, one, I'm offended. Two, I'm not going to watch your movies. That's, that's, that makes sense. Understandable. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not speaking to her as much as, as just saying there, we, you know, I think we all have to acknowledge some form of, of like, you know, I think most people I've met engage in, in, in a form of that. And again, most of us are not at the level of, 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 you know, recognition that she's at or whatever the case may be doesn't make it any better doesn't make it any more acceptable it just makes it more ignorable so if if you're gonna fire shots at her and and you are a human being there's a chance that maybe you've done something similar like you were talking about rappers there's only one rapper that sounds like mc paul barman (laughs) you know what i'm saying every other rapper who is not black in in some way has has now that I have A A V E in my in my uh, holster there has has appropriated some form or fashion of that unless they're rapping maybe in Spanish or something like that but even even then no but that's the problem isn't it the problem the problem is that you recognize that right but I'd never blamed. Remember the Bruno Mars conversation that people were having, the argument that people were having. Yeah, that was that was a little that was a little weirder to me, to be honest. Well, it was wrong. First of all, Bruno Mars was not appropriating anything. But second of all, and uh, shout out to the visionaries. This is why you know Danu doesn't like me or got upset. My argument was, it's not Bruno Mars; it's the fan base. You know mm. what I'm saying? It it's, it doesn't have anything. It's not even Aquafina. Aquafina, for all we know, well, I know now <laughs> after reading about it. But for all I knew, had black friends and grew up like that. Like I didn't know anything mm. about her. Didn't care too much to delve into understanding the what and why of Aquafina. You know what I mean? Um, the same with Bruno Mars. I just figured I listened to his backstory, him talking about the type of music he was into, and was like, yeah, it makes it makes sense that he is into this. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the fan base only accepting it from Bruno Mars, only accepting it from Eminem, only accepting it from Vanilla Ice, right? When when there are black artists that are doing the same thing. And and let me double down on this, just so just so people who listen to this don't say it's you know, this is about, you know, cause track is black, he feels this way or whatever. I was recently put on to the fact that there are black anime companies. I had no idea this was happening. I had no clue that this was happening. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, I did some research, and not all of them are very connected or willing to give back to an understanding, a, a cultural understanding, right? Right. There's some respect, artistry respect, 
But also what I didn't discover was a group of black kids that will only buy from them because they're a black anime brand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Now that could be, that could exist. And if it does exist, then I wouldn't say the black anime company is trash. I would say that that fan base is trash. And this is what I argue with Daniel the whole time. Like, it's not about uh, the artist. It's about the fan base because they're the ones who end up being trash. I didn't, I don't only, or didn't only watch tennis because of Venus and Serena. You know what I'm saying? I'd watched tennis before that. Not, this is sports, so it's another different thing. But my point is people get into things because they see themselves in it. That's fine. You know what I mean? But to only accept it because you can, because you see yourself in it. That's where the trash begins. You know what I mean? So I don't have an issue with Aquafina. I have an issue with those. That's that that's been my problem with a few, if not quite a few, uh, well, Asian hip hop fans. And I think it can you can, it can be said for for you know any hip hop fans um, who I've come across who aren't black. Not 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 all of them, but you know, of course not. Of course it, I've not. seen examples of that where it's like I'm only gonna support this, but other than Eminem, I only listen to heavy metal or whatever. It's like I get yeah. it. I mean, it's, that's totally your right. But at the same time, it's like then you don't get to have a nuanced conversation about you know your right to use the N word. It's like you don't. There we go. So stop it. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> and, and see, we, we're going right down the road. I want to go down because this is my life experience the Aquafinas of the world are actually my life experience you know what I'm saying hmm. the only problem and I, I'm not accusing her of any of this so leave her out of this is when I first moved to the suburbs one I didn't grow up around white people I just wanted people I want that to always be noted that I did not grow up around white people but everyone I knew was calling it nigger music Right, rap was this disgusting thing that black people did. Mm. You see what I'm saying? By the time I was a senior, everybody was rapping. Mm-hmm. Everybody was DJing. You know what I'm saying? So imagine my shock when and y'all the promoters and y'all not paying black folks to DJ or MC. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the 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 way to kind of take something that you didn't have any appreciation for and didn't represent you pretty much at all. You know what I'm saying? And then turn it into something that only people of your hue or background should be involved in or be the 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 light holders of. You see what I'm saying? Again, that's not an overarching accusation, but I could probably give you a few names which I won't do on this show. But I can give you a few names of a few people that are pretty popular right now or have went through a stage of popularity that said that to my face as a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a young man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you got a rap group? You producing now? That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this isn't particularly uh, Asians or Filipinos or anybody. This is this is multiple different people. You know what I'm saying? So, But that's the same mentality that leads to when you get put in a corner for whatever reason, whether correctly or incorrectly or fairly or unfairly, you don't get to then turn around and say, well, I have black friends. It's like you're you're not getting put in a corner for the things that your black friends said or did. Not at all. You did something that upset somebody. 
They may be wrong. They might be right. If you're not grown enough, once you grow up, to contend with that and think about it, then maybe you didn't need to be putting yourself in that conversation to begin with. But you did. Sure. So then you have to contend with it at some point in time. Sure. Right? Yes. Well, I Or or not, I guess. Yeah. You don't have to. Or you don't because you can just isolate isolate yourself into your own group. But well but here's the other thing. This is where the rubber meets the road. Right. This is not Aquafina's fault of what I'm about to say. And this is not any other person's fault, you know. That is capital capitalized or popular uh, become popular off of someone else's culture, right? With regard to a black scent or A A V E or whatever, you see what I'm saying? Um, there has been a lot, I mean a lot of social economic loss due to it for a lot of different people. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. been there's been people not being hired. Because of it, there's been just quite a bit. I mean, you know, not being allowed in certain schools. There's been a lot of loss due to, you know, vernacular, right? Mm -hmm. You got rich off of it, right? I like the response, but that would have been enough for me to say you really see the problem. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, it's, it's like a lot of DJs where I say, listen, you would tell security to turn away Wu-Tang if they came to this club before they were Wu-Tang. <laughs> you wouldn't want them in this club. Let's keep right. it real. I was at a club where Old Dirty Bass's son showed up. Mm. And I had to check the DJ like, before I knew it was Old Dirty Bastard, before any of us knew it was Old Dirty Bastard's son, they was like, ah, oh, man. And I'm like, what you mean, ah, oh, man? This is the right. music you playing. You understand right. what I'm saying? So when you think of the reaction to people who speak with certain slang, when you think of the loss, when you think of the fact that you know how to code switch and you can code switch, right? And we're able to become very popular, make a lot of money off of this, this, this code switching thing. You know what I mean? I don't think she backed away from it at all. Matter of fact, I like her response. I'm not reading all 350 words, but the quotes I've seen, <laughs> you know, have been great. Right. Kev, my, my whole thing is, I still don't think she recognized the problem. I, you know I, what I'm I, at least for the I'm sure there's a chance that, yeah. I'm, and, and, and the thing is, when, you, when you're on that, uh, at the at the level that she's at in terms of of just eyeballs, you know, people who are paying attention to every word that she says, for better or for worse, you're gonna get reaction from, you know, a large contingent of people who I assume are very diehard fans of hers from back in the day, who continue to be diehard fans, sure, um, who maybe of various different different ethnicities. Um, you're going to get people who say like, uh, why didn't you just keep your mouth shut? Which I've seen. Um, you're also going to get people who have dedicated their life to a level of, of scholarship on, on, on race issues and historical studies that um, give them a different lens, but probably a more holistic, um, you know, 
10,000 foot, like, let's, I can see the whole field analysis of what you said, but also how what you did that you apologize for fits into a larger narrative of, of our society, right? Sure. And you ain't gonna like, you're not gonna like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But that's okay. And, and my hope is that, is that she continues to engage with the people, obviously, who have put her where she is, but also she can then engage with people who maybe she, I mean, you know, my assumption is also that many of the scholars who, who took a very, you know, so, sort of took offense to what she said or, or, or had took issue with the way she handled her, the conversation. Um, I, I don't know whether they're fans of her, her movies or not, or, or, or shy away specifically because she's part of them. But, you know, if they can have a conversation, you know, and she can sort of engage on that level and say, okay, well, this now I, I have a, a, a more, a broader understanding of, of why you uh, found what I do offensive or why you felt that my apology was insufficient, right? Or my words were insufficient. It's like, okay, well then, and then, and then if I, if you do understand that, then, well, you know, maybe you're going to grow a little bit, you know? Sure. I have a question. It's a horrible question, but it is a question. Would it work the other way around? What do you mean? Could a black, let's say, comedian, not in one setting, not in one joke, right? Not in one role. I'm talking take on the personality the accent the the you know the uh uncomfortable um stereotypical accent of another culture and become as successful oh i i, I i'm not sure i mean probably you think um, so? well the, the 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 thing i didn't want to get into is well, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that, so it should be okay for her to do it. It's like, no, if you offended somebody, you offended somebody. Right. Just like no, but- Eddie, I I can't even think of, well, wait. I Well, Cube. Right, well. But Cube's a see- lunatic and I still love him. <laughs> I will still go and listen to this record. But Black Korea was objectively offensive. It was absolutely an incredibly offensive. Right, who, who but did- it's okay. Yeah. He he did it, and he and it's like okay, well, it's my choice whether or not I'm going to listen to it. It doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean I speak for all Asian people, right? Agreed. Eddie Murphy has said crazy stuff. Sure, Dave but Chappelle has saying. done I'm Asian accents, right? In one setting, though, what I'm saying is right to take on an entire personality. You know what I mean? Like, remember when uh, what's 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 your man's name? What's the what's the dude from Seattle? The the popping tags, dude. Um. Uh, oh, uh, Macklemore. Macklemore. Remember when Macklemore got in trouble for uh, dressing like a stereotypical uh, frugal Jewish man when he performed or whatever, and people were oh. upset about it. But and I, we I, we might have talked about it on the show. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, it might have been too long ago. Maybe the show show wasn't around yet. But anyway, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, now nah, we talked. I about vaguely something. remember that happening, but well. My thing was a lot of people were were tripping like, well, what is everybody so mad for? But I got it. I got it immediately. I was like, yo, that is an actual awful image 
whether it has some truth to it or not, right? That's an awful image. You know what I mean? Like that's a, to 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 at least to my peers who express, man, that's a horrible image. We don't like that's not an image that we like express. So I don't know if I necessarily found Aquafina's image awful to me. It was just kind of strange. Like, all right. And I like mean, you, you know, said, I, I think I think there are many people who would say that it, that you know you get you approach a point right if you want to think of it as a spectrum where you approach a point where it becomes a form of of of, of blackface, right? Sure. Like it's if if you put Which actual blackface on, it's a whole separate conversation, it's right? A whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, but 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 you know that's that's the extreme. Sure. Not the most extreme extreme, but it's an an extreme, right? When you talk it's about very high stream. right? Um, and and so and the and the the answer for everybody in terms of where they're they're a opinion or their emotions lie or where their experience speaks to all those things always lies somewhere in that spectrum right and it doesn't mean uh that that's not that's 100 percent uh genuine to them sure. you know i also think that all of our opinions which are which we want to believe are 100 percent genuine to us on any of a number of different issues are are tainted by our our own insecurities to a large extent. Not always. No, to a very large extent. Agreed. But uh, but Although to a not large mine, extent. But most other people's yes. Yeah, not yours. Not <laughs> yours. You just like falling down on the court. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I was pretending to be a white basketball player. The um <laughs> the <laughs> oh, John John Stockton would not not right, approve. Right, hey, right on the court, man. Right, right there on the court. John Stockton was right. No, I, I guess in the end, we're both. I mean, not we were never going to argue about this, but we're both on the same page with this. Um, but it's I because, think it's because you're one of the good ones. <laughs> same to you, Kev. Same to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think that. Um, by and large, whatever, people of color, I don't know, what are we now? Like, whatever, minorities, I don't know what we are anymore. Just the collective us um, are jockeying for space and entertainment more than ever before, mm. right? I, I, I really do think that. I think now there's a, vo- a lot of voice, and there will be, continue to be a lot more voice, right? And when that happens... A lot of lines and boundaries are crossed. They're crossed in a lot of communities, whether it's it's the you know um, LGBTQ community, whether it's the Black community, whether it's the Asian community, uh, Latino, Hispanic, whatever com- community. These lines are going to blur because of our experience and inexperience with each other, right? So my thing, if if we're you know how we always do the thing where if you are a PR agent for said person, right? Mm-hmm. If I was asked what Aquafina should do. I would have said, first of all, you should have responded immediately. Like well, immediately upon right. the overarching accusation. You should That's have what immediately we should all responded. Do. Right? That's what we should all do. Guess what? Very few of us do. What's the first thing we do? What's you know what the thing is we do immediately? But yeah. but but I, I didn't mean Come on, you you took it the wrong way. No, you're wrong. No, I didn't even do that. No, come on yeah. now. Uh you there you you're such a snowflake. What? What are you doing? Come on. Come on. Well, you know me. But see, 
if you understood, this is why people should take. My grandfather was one eighth Native American. Come on, right? Go for broke came from a, a company of Japanese soldiers. Y'all use that. No, listen. <laughs> All I'm saying is the Rapsix Radio PR agency says you should always respond immediately. Respond as quickly as possible and as thorough as possible. But genuinely, you don't have to do this in front of everybody, but genuinely take time to understand the argument. I feel like Bruno Mars exactly. openly said that he understood the argument and explained his position. And I feel Wait, like who said that's this? why Bruno Mars. And that's oh, why yeah. I think it went away quickly. You know what I mean? Mm. But when you wait, it's not so much your fault. Like, it's not you. It's when you wait, it just starts to seem like you're hiding behind your fans. Right? Because your fans are now responding. And and people well, are saying yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, but I, I, can see, I can see it being, uh, you know, I can't identify with her situation simply because she is a bona fide celebrity. celebrity right? Absolutely. But... Um, Especially at the rate at which her star just sort of took off, right? It's like I could see it being real easy to ignore it. Sure, Re- real easy to hide behind everything that you're talking about. You know, um, it doesn't make it right. But but as far as the PR agency, I want to um, re- recollect a situation involving a friend of the show who criticized Jay Z live on air. For falling off and not not living oh, up yeah. to the same kind of expectations that he set with reasonable doubt and original flavor or whatever, Friendly and I thought show. Jay had the perf- Jay had the perfect uh, perfect uh, response, perfect apology. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. <laughs> Was that the, I'm trying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying, I'm sorry. man. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Definitely not a friend of the show, by the way. Shout to the Rock, by the way. The Russian Olympic Committee. <laughs> Doing great work out there. Oh, my God, man. So much coke that you can run and swallow. Slalom. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could, if we wanted to, take some time to get into Joe Rogan actually saying the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to know who can give a good apology? It's Joe Rogan. I tell you, this is my theory. This is my theory about Rogan. If you've taken an actual kick or punch to the face, mm-hmm. and this is not a this is not a comment on what effect that may have on on cognitive ability, because I think he's a, a fairly sharp dude. But if you've taken an actual punch to the face, it's okay. It, it makes it a lot easier to say I'm sorry. Like you know what, that was terrible. <laughs> Because um, if you've said something that actually would make somebody want to punch you in the grill, you've seen the worst of it. What what well, what else? Do you have to worry we had about? this view of who, who told the joke? Kevin Hart, right? He said he's most afraid of of MMA fighters because they're real. They're actually real people you find <laughs> in a grocery store, right? This is what happens when a dude that could probably break multiple people's necks actually is intelligent enough to speak for himself to to have a platform right right now i for one 
we talked about this last show. Like, I used to listen to Joe Rogan. But for me, I, I lost interest because the show, the episodes were too long. Not because he said anything or did yeah. anything out of line. I, mm. He didn't have the, or at least I didn't recognize the views that he's recently shown over the last year or so. Yeah, we've got to do the quick disclaimer. We are not defending anybody. We're not not defending anybody. I don't think we're even defending ourselves all that well. We're not defending anybody. Rap Sucks Radio defends nobody. We are prosecutors. We are not defense attorneys. There is something that is always clear with Rap Sucks Radio, at least from the Trek Life side. We also don't care. Exactly. But also, I am right and everyone else is wrong. <laughs> Period. It doesn't matter how you feel. I'm right. So don't worry about uh, it. No, but my point with this is, or where I'm going with this is that it seems like he increasingly became a more horrible person. Now, it may be that I just didn't recognize it. The episodes were so long that some of his his, you know, nonsense was lost in the in the parts where I kind of fell asleep and just was waiting for him to allow Elon Musk to talk or whatever but but I feel like I don't know it just seems like a little bit of deep that it's like the pandemic just sent people over the edge and he's one of them that was like we're uh, all right I'm over the edge but but a lot of people will point out where I'm wrong I, I honestly can't say that I was an avid listener but but then you know I don't know, man. I don't know whatever context, whatever. Just just keep the N-word out your mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it yeah. don't seem that hard. Just don't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just you don't. Know. You know what I mean? Don't don't drive it. drunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't use don't the N-word. Superman's cape. Don't, don't hit, don't, don't hit, uh, <laughs> don't hit your kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, don't. Yeah. Don't hit Joe Rogan. But <laughs> just just I don't understand the argument. You know what I mean? Like I don't I yeah. don't understand it how you how you come back. Like Yeah. And then he removed what 70 podcast episodes? Yeah. You know who doesn't care about that? Joe Rogan. He got paid already. <laughs> I can't, that's, and that's something that I saw and I knew who, I mean, I didn't know who wrote it, but I know the mentality of the person who wrote it. So I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not all the way on board with this, but I totally agree with this, this attitude is like the dude talks for three hours, multiple times a week. He's going to say some stupid stuff. I mean, yes, yes. I also assume that was a diehard fan who found a nice, gentle, clever way to, to defend him, but. As Whatever. I probably would if I actually like dude. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, I mean, come on. The the dudes it, what did we expect? I don't know, whatever. But right? well, that's it's, it's that's hard. the thing, is that you say you used to listen to him more. It's like he's been doing a lot of the same stuff for a long time. So you know, let's put it this way. If his podcast was a half hour long, I would listen to a lot more of it probably. Even just to hear the silly things that the people who I already knew I didn't like said. The only one I've listened to recently besides Elon was I just finally listened to whenever Chappelle was on, which was, I had to look back. It was May of 2021. I was like, you know what? This would probably be a good way to sort of reacquaint okay. myself. And it was a great conversation. 
Sure. But Dave was starting to sound like somebody who was getting a little irritated with people expressing the way they felt about his comedy, whether he agreed with, well, he disagreed with a lot of it, right? And then, it, you know, it's grown into what he's been going through over the last few months or whatever. It's like, and same thing with, with uh, Rogan, because it was, it was just May of, of last year. So COVID was happening already, right? And so yeah, yeah. they're talking, I'm like, all right, well, you can kind of see where this is headed. Yeah. Without having to put all the pieces together. It's like, okay, right. well, you know. But this is a man who just, if you got $100 million or whatever it was, it's like, and hey, take all you want on that. I don't it, care. It, it, I, whether I agree with the person or not, and the only canceled person, quote unquote, I agree with is Dave Chappelle. But even then, first of all, you already know my thing about comedians. You overstate your value. Just tell the jokes. And when people don't like the jokes, shut up about it. But the other thing is, God, being canceled can get you rich, can it? Man, Man. being can you canceled think of, is a can way you to think get of rich if, really if fast. If they cut Rogan right now, he gets to walk with the bag, which I don't know if that's the arrangement. Yeah. But I got to believe, he, he, he. I hope he was smart enough to have an escape hatch built into whatever the deal was, right? Where he ain't going to walk away empty-handed nearly. And then turn around and sell nine ninety nine subscriptions to all the idiots who still want to hear him. Yeah. have alex jones on or whatever it's like dude if he gets a fraction of the people who were listening yeah. to him before he's it's, it's done he's over it's, it's over it's just a lot of shade about to be thrown right now but it's it was my argument with people who talked about independent rap sales oh man mm. how come you not selling like such and such oh well such and such is coming off of his third record with a major label budget so the fact that he's selling 15,000 units is <laughs> actually a bit underachieving. I'm just saying. It's right. going to be more than a person who's starting from scratch that never had that record label push. It's the same thing in Joe, Joe Rogan's thing. You know, like Joe Rogan yeah. is going to come off of a $100 million if they, if they boot him, which they're not going to. And I don't know whether they should or shouldn't. But Joe Rogan is going to come back and it's going to be like, all right, like you said, I got a third of my audience back and it's set up through my own channels. So yeah, now man. what? He might he might jump back on Spotify and say all kind of N-words. <laughs> well, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Because this is a, you know, it's all about. Have the Kickstarter know, just ready to fire up. <laughs> a little Patreon. <laughs> have, his, have his Patreon page ready to push live. Yeah, and everybody, yeah, $5 if you say it too. Like $5 so you can call into the show and say the word too, just to let it go. You know what I mean? He did have to apologize for that, which I thought was funny. Like, eh, well, you know, some things you got to watch your mouth on now. But yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about. Of course, one person is far less offensive. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. Why us? Let me get into my last point with this character. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is exhausting. Um. All right, so a lot of people have have had issue, take issue with my response to, um. I mean, what many what many people call acting black. I think that's a bit heavy handed or whatever, right? Um. And they they bring up things, you know what I'm saying that other people do, right? The conversation you didn't want to get into, well, such and such did this and such and such did that, right? But it feels like when people are enamored by black culture, 
they're always enamored with the, the most horrible part of it, right? Like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll be like, okay, so it's Black History Month. There's been black astronauts, you know, doctors, black inventors, black. And gangster rap is what you're enamored with? I mean, I, I'm a little hip-hop head myself, but I'm saying when we're enamored with black culture, it just seems like we're enamored with the with the, the darkest parts of it. You know what I mean? Whereas mm. I don't feel like other cultures suffer that. You know what I mean? I feel like the 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 beautiful and exalted things about their culture is what's. That's why I wasn't super shady on Rachel Della Doza. I was like, well, damn, that was the first person I ever seen enamored that actually was enamored with something worthwhile. She's all up in the NAACP tripping. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Most times it's like, a, what, what, you a crip? That's crazy. Why would you be a crip? But. <laughs> Nah, she was like, nah, I'm about to, well, I'm going to do this black, I'm about to be black, like, you know, whatever, I'm about to be for the cause, I'm like, there you go. <laughs> but, um, but you understand what I'm saying, like, I think that's the other part, that's the other side of this, it's like, but of all the other things that have been accomplished over time, like, why that, why is that the image that, you know what I'm saying? Like that you want, yeah. When I'm around uh, my family, no, my, my sister or whatever, I might talk a certain way or joke a certain way, laugh a certain way, tell a certain, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm around my family or whatever, but I'm not saying. I don't think black people need to change anything. I'm just saying, why all of a sudden is that the focus? There's so much more that's been accomplished over time. Why is that the main thing? You know what I mean? Of course, that yeah, no, that's a that's a completely valid question. I think human beings. Um, do that weird thing too, you know? It's like, that's why it's like, you, you say that and then I think about, okay, well, what is the reaction of, of a lot of Asian dudes who see a white guy embrace uh, Asian culture, right? And move to Japan or move to China. I was like, this man was so enamored and so interested in the culture. They moved to a completely different country learned a, a language that guess what we don't speak all that well in the fourth third or fourth generation being oh. here um and now that they have a wife who looks like the the you know 90 percent of the women who live in that country now you want to be angry about it it's like i i guess i follow your logic but at the same time it's like well but is it really that big of a deal like <laughs> here's the worst part though let me let me throw so you mentioned it something that happens all the time I mentioned something that happens all the time, and here's what happens. Then you will be at dinner with this person, and they'll say, I'm more Asian than you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And, and see, this yeah, is my we're, all, we're all idiots. That's the thing. Well, but see, right? my, this is my problem, though. This is why I don't think people are listening, and why not dissing Aquafina for it, but why I went over to all those steps because. She's not going to listen, not entirely, not in depth. I just don't believe it. She doesn't have the space to do it. She has a fan base and an audience that's defending. She's not going to listen. Anyone in that position would be driving themselves hard to actually stop and listen and be genuinely concerned with reaction. Matter of fact, uh, Dumbfounded gets much respect from me for having a pure conversation about it and genuinely listened and genuinely hmm. gave back his response. Like, 
I learned a lot, right? I don't feel her listening that intently, that deeply. Right? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, don't know. I said, I hope that it, 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 you know, maybe adjusts the trajectory of however she's choosing to deal with it. She's it's not my bit. It's not really, I, that's not going to affect my life in, one way or the other. It's really. not. But it will quite a few other actors and actresses and sure. entertainers. Sure. And Kev, she doesn't have to anymore. This could be the end of it. You understand right. what I'm saying? This could be. But the you can end also make the, the argument that she didn't have to say anything because because of where she's at. She should sure. have just ignored everybody. Is that is that healthy? You. Probably not. Probably not. But she doesn't have to. But but the rest of us, I don't know. Kids, right? I mean, I, yeah. I got a four, I got a 14 year old daughter. Man, you don't even want to hear the stories. <laughs> like you don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, you know, and that's that's. Yeah. I mean. You know, like you mentioned Wu-Tang. Love Wu-Tang. Do I want to hear him say chinky eyes? Not really. Probably not really. No. <laughs> Could do not. without that. <laughs> well, you okay. Weren't, you weren't okay with the whole club? The whole club being called that? There was, there was, oh, wait, what? There was a whole club. That was that was, that was was the name of their... Uh, that was the name of their, their crew. But I mean, it's... But that's the thing I'm saying. It's like... Is you know what you know? I'm sure there are Mexican people, Mexican American people who are like, we're not all Norteños. We're not all, you know, Pablo Escobar, who's not even Mexican, but that's who you want to associate with me. Where you know, yeah, every you know, Halloween comes around. Nine kids out of ten want to be a ninja, but only one wants to be Ellison Onizuka. It's like, okay, I, yeah, you're right. You know, that's your point, Excellent right? Uh, okay you know whatever yeah yeah I, i'll i'll run with you on that kids yeah. is one thing i'm just kind of i just think it's crazy to to I, first of all i think cultural being enamored so deeply in culture it seems another culture is, is odd to me wanting to learn about and explore and understand other cultures is one thing but to be damn near rachel Deladoza or move to another move to another country only to become not to learn and explore but to become is like that's strange and that's always been strange um, just like I feel like you know, grow up in the, growing up in the suburbs, but then driving thirty miles back to become a gangbanger is crazy. Like, what? Why would you do that? There's like you literally are are commuting to gangbang. That's a, that's a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's a a job. Like it's crazy. But and, I don't and know, your hours are so weird, like, dude. You're driving against the traffic. You understand <laughs> this, right? You're driving against the traffic. You have to you got game bag during a certain hour. Like you gotta be there by seven to beat the traffic. <laughs> Drive by by, you know, seven thirty to make sure that you gotta get on the freeway. Like, come on. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I could go on and on, but I, I think it is a topic that needed that that needs to be discussed a little bit more. I think understanding is important and um and like you, you asked me earlier if I had met her. I've met her before. I mean it, there was nothing off-putting or it's not memorable at all you know what i'm saying yeah that's the other thing most people are not insane (laughs) whether they're the smartest person in the world or the dumbest person in the world most people are not sociopathic lunatics if you can sit down and talk to somebody and look them in the eye you're gonna realize guess what i should have let that guy in the club because he's just trying to come in and have a drink just like Everybody else here. Sure. Oh, by the way, 
Remember ODB? That's his son. <laughs> so, dude. Word up, man. All right. All right. Dead horse. We get into dead horse status. So, yo. <laughs> it's a longer longer. This is like our longest episode, by the way. Um, thank y'all for tuning in, man. This has been Rap Sucks Radio. I am your homeboy Track Life. That over there is your fam Kev Sakota. Hey! <laughs> Oh my god! Okay. If I'm gonna get canceled for something, I want to get canceled for for doing a really bad pigeon accent, and it would be I'll probably get canceled by my cousins, which would be sort of the full circle. <laughs> it's like a Shakespearean drama. It'd be totally fair. Just have just get beat up by my cousins with a bunch of Samoan people backing them up. <laughs> hey. If, if you got to go out, man, that's you the Hawaii Five O way to do it, boy. I'm not going out in Hawaii that way, though, by no stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I will. Hey, I told you before. I went out there. I went to Hawaii three, four years straight with a fade. I was treated one way. I went back with locks and was treated much better. So all I know is <laughs> shoots. <laughs> there's some, there's some, there's some truth there. Uh, but anyway, thank y'all for tuning in, man. If you'd like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also catch us on television on BTSN, that's Behind the Scenes Network. Download the app or channel on any of your Roku or Amazon Fire devices. Um, check us out. We're on there with plenty of other dope content. We BTSN, Behind the Scenes Network, we want in. And also go to btsn.pass on Instagram and follow everything they're doing, all the new updates and everything. And you can check us out on Rap Sucks Radio on uh, at Rap Sucks Radio on uh, Instagram as well. That is all for all of y'all. We out of here like last year on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. We out of here. Aloha. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs>